What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in. On today's podcast, we have Knox, Daniel, and myself discussing gun laws, gun terminology, and crime rates in America. Knox is a gun lover and owner, while Daniel and myself have mixed emotions about them. Hope you enjoy. And we're live. Um, so, Knox, we invited you here today to have a lovely gun discussion. We are gathered here today. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> oh, you guys haven't watched Letterkenny. That's right. Shit. Um, We're not sponsoring them, by the way. No, not at all. But it's a great show. Nope. If there are any sponsors out there who want to sponsor us, um, hit me up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> not Knox. So, Instagram.com. <laughs> over the past couple of days, we've been having a lovely conversation kind of about guns and guns in America. And our buddy Knox here... Um, has how many guns do you have again? Nine. You've got nine guns. I do not have any guns. Daniel does not have any guns. And coming from two mostly liberal people, seeing a conservative, seeing a conservative side, and seeing how much you love your guns, um, we just wanted to kind of get your opinion. We like talking across the aisle, so for lack of a better term. And kind of getting your opinion on it. So, um, one of the first questions I wanted to ask was, what is your opinion of the current gun laws, and what are some that you like and don't like? Okay. I mean, I feel like we have a lot of really good gun laws in place right now. Um, There are only so many steps that you can take um, before somebody's going to do something you don't like. Um, and it won't matter how many things you put in place. There's always somebody that's going to slip through the cracks. Um, but for me, um, I feel like we're doing a good job right now being someone who's actually sold guns in my past. I know that it's not as easy as you walk in and you walk out and you have a gun. Like there's a lot of things that go into that, (laughs) that process, um, I think to buy extra things like a, 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 a suppressor is strenuous and takes a lot just for a small little thing. Um, and just stuff like that. I really don't see what they can add to the gun laws that wouldn't be almost too much in a sense. So I'm, I like some and I don't like others, but I don't exactly have a problem with where things are right now. Um, obviously, if it was up to me and and everybody in the world was like me, I would want to have it so that everybody could just buy anything that they wanted and wouldn't have to go through yeah. all these laws and holdbacks and stuff. So, But yeah. not everybody in the world is like me, and I understand that. So I understand why we have to have some laws in place. So yeah. one... Can you yeah, tell absolutely. us really quick about your experience, like selling guns? Because I, I have no idea what it takes to actually buy a gun. And purchasing guns, yeah. I'd love to hear what it's like to buy and sell. So <laughs> start out what it's like to sell, and then I would love to have you follow that up with how, what it's like to buy as well. Well, let's just go through like the whole like process of yeah. like, someone buying a gun. Okay, so like you want me to just like like talk as if like I'm at the bar and yeah. s- 
and, and they walk up. Sure. All right. So what I would do is, is all my, be at the bar and they come up and oftentimes I'd get like, all right, I want to buy my first gun and I don't know what I want, like stuff like that. Or there's that guy who comes up and knows I want that gun. All right, cool. And then we, 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 we go through or it's a guy who's buying his girlfriend her first gun and we're trying to figure out what she wants, what she won't want, stuff like that. So if it's their first gun, oftentimes I wouldn't try and sell them a gun that day just because I wouldn't want to be led down that path. So when you're buying your first gun, for the most part, if you're an adult and you're buying your first gun, it's probably a handgun because it's probably like, oh, I want it for for self-defense or something like that. And handguns are a weird thing because every single one, it's all of it is opinion-based. There are some that are definitely like this gun is better than this gun and you can't compete that. But there are some guns that might not fit right in your hand or some guns that it's too heavy and you can't have it or some gun, that gun might kick too too much if you have small hands and you're a girl and you don't want to deal with that. Like so many things. So I'm not there if it's your first time I'm there to more more or less teach you what is what and kind of help you find what you want that will work best for you. I'm not saying like, oh, well, this gun's 800 bucks and you need that gun. It's like, no, I, I want you to get something that you truly want and are happy with. So they'll come up and I'll go through and they'll say what they want it for if they're unsure. And then I'll be like, okay, um, then I got these six guns here. I'll take these six guns out and I'll have you hold each one. Because some just as soon as you hold it, you're like, nope, not that one. Because it just doesn't fit right. Something about it's not right. So then I get rid of those. And then we get more into the what caliber are you wanting? What are are the causes for and stuff? What feels right? That's one thing. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just want to go not really down a tangent real quick. Can you explain caliber real quick before you finish up? Like I under caliber is size of the bullet. I get that, but what is there anything more to it? Because I know like a twenty-two and a fifty and a thirty-four <laughs> and a forty-four. Like I under I kind of understand that there are different calibers, and I understand that they're all decimals, but I don't really understand what it truly means. Well, so the caliber is just what that gun shoots. So bullets, right? Correct. Got it. So. If a gun shoots a nine, that's a nine m- m- millimeter, which that means that any gun that shoots nine shoots that same bullet. Mm-hmm. So that's just like saying like like your shirt is a small or something or a large. So all of your shirts are large. Right. Whereas he might be in XL, so mm-hmm. he would shoot in XL. You know. Yeah, so cool. it's it's just what so gun really fits. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just this gun shoots nine. So that's the only bullets that go into it is not. Or right. this gun Young shoots. Young Daniels lifts something up. What you got over there? It's the approximate internal diameter of the gun barrel. Correct. Oh, cool. That's what caliber is. Nice. All right. Continue on with the selling and buying of okay. the process. So really quick. Sure. Can we talk more about like the regulations, the background checks that have to go into buying a gun? 
That's what I was more interested in. Well, I'm getting there. Okay. So, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, dude, shut up. <laughs> so, um, then once you find the gun that they want, oftentimes I'll tell them now go to a range and I'll have a card for the, the, the for a good like one in, 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 in our area and I'll say rent this gun and shoot it and if you like it then come back buy it and it'll be and I'm all set for you or if they or, or there's like, like oh no no it's fine I'll just buy it now it's like okay so I'm assuming that it's a handgun and assuming that they don't have a concealed the process which goes with all guns is they have to f- fill out a Forty-four seventy-three, which is a form where, where you have to write all of your information down, everything about like hair and like eyes and height, weight, your address, like all that stuff, and then you 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 you, you have to answer all these things like are you a felon, blah 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 blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and then after that you, you have to go through a background check and. That can take anywhere from five minutes to like half an hour to, to, to an hour. It all just depends on on this on, on this on uh, this system that day, and then that looks for everything, like everything about you, and then after that, and that's a federal database that yeah. is searching, right? Yeah. yeah. So after that. Assuming everything goes well, then I hold on to, to, to that gun for three business days, and it sits in our safe, and then you come back in three days, and then you pay for it, and you leave. Cool. So, if, so, it's, a, if it's a shotgun or a, 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 a rifle, um, it goes through that whole entire thing, same, but you don't have to wait in three days. So you can um, get it. So you can get it day. quicker that day. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, that's um, really interesting. And if you have a concealed on handguns, you don't have to wait the three days. You got it. You'll so you've already out. yeah, you've already established yourself. You kind of get rid of that grace period. Exactly. All right. So a question about that background checks. There are federal regulations that say you need a background check. There are federal regulations that say you need to do all that. Through what about through store to a customer? Through yes. store to customer, yes. What is your opinion on gun shows? They, this, they still have to do background checks at gun shows. They say that, but there have been many people. I haven't done this, but there have been many people on the internet. And I know the internet's not always true, but there have been many YouTube videos and other credible sources that have walked into gun shows, purchased guns, no background check, walked out. Well, then they committed a felony, and the gun show committed a felony, and they should all be arrested, because that's a felony. Hmm. That, like, the, 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 there is no gun show loophole and, like, all that stuff. Like, if you're at a gun show, you have to go through a background check. Hmm. So the, the only way that you won't have to go through one is if I have a gun and I've had it for a long time and I'm just like, you know what? I don't want this anymore. And you're like, hey, I want to buy a gun. And So is that – so if you 
All right, so that's a big question right there. Sure. If you're a secondary seller, mm-hmm. um, and you you've purchased the gun, you've gone through your background check. Yep. And say I now want that gun. You legally don't have to give me a background check, or you? I don't. But if I'm buying that gun just to give you that gun, like so, if I buy this, so if if you're for some reason not allowed to own a gun. Mm-hmm. Then you have me go to a store, go through the whole entire thing, buy the gun because I'm good. I can mm-hmm. own guns, and then I buy it, and then I sell you that gun. So I bought that gun just to give it to you. That's a felony, and we can both go to jail for it. Got it. So, and what if someone? That, and I'm not supposed to sell you a gun if you are a felon. And right, if you're a felon, right, so you're, what you're if, not supposed to own a gun. You're not supposed to own anything with a trigger. Yeah. So. Honestly, at that point, if I don't know that you're a felon, but you're trying to buy a gun, either way, you you already broke the law. Right, but that person's broken the law. But what about the gun seller? That I don't know, honestly, because I haven't ever been put in a situation where I'm trying to sell a gun to somebody I don't know. Got it. And I because really that's don't kind of one of the questions. Yeah, that's one of the other questions I had written down. There was we all know that. Criminals are criminals. If they're going to break the rules, they're going to break the rules. But I was like, why do you think sensible gun owners um, lash back when new rules are proposed? Because I know that a lot of people are like, oh, I'm afraid they're going to take all my guns. But like, what is you? You are one of the most sensible gun owners that I know. What is your opinion on that backlash? I think... The fear in it is that it's a that it might be one rule now, but then that one rule can lead to this rule, then lead to that rule, then lead to that rule, and then suddenly everything that you own is now not banned. It's like, but we didn't ban guns. It's like, yeah, but you just banned everything except for like a bolt action. So you're afraid of the give an inch and they'll take a mile. Exactly, and and also. One thing that's a bit scary is like, so with the whole bump stock thing and, and all that, I don't give a shit about bump stocks. That is... The, Can you explain that? Can you explain what a bump stock does and what a bump stock is? So a bump stock is a stock... I haven't ever actually used one, so I haven't actually seen it like work, but essentially in theory, the bump stock has a spring in it or something, so if you pull your finger back just enough and hold it there the gun will bounce back and then go forward and then the and then with the jolt of the gun it'll make the gun shoot again because of the because the finger then pulls the trigger again with the movement of the gun and so then it makes it kind of like a fake full auto mm-hmm. so it's it's it, it's not something that can be shot accurately or it's like I hold it on my waist and I just like fast and I don't think I've ever seen somebody use it and that was and then I was like holy shit it's like oh it's just fucking around and stuff and I have you seen it before no you never used it I've seen it online but like but like I haven't seen just random crazy YouTube people just shooting random shit yeah like targets and watermelons but but I don't care about that because that's that's something that's like a it's it's not important it's not 
what I would ever use for a gun and, and stuff like that. Like, I'm not here to just buy the stupid shit that makes a gun shoot faster and stuff like that. Like, I want a better trigger, a better um, a trigger for things to shoot smoother and, like, stuff like that. But I'm not like, oh, I can shoot so much faster with this thing and stuff. Yeah. And, like, that's not my goal. So, one so – the thing that's scary about that is when they tried to ban those – the phrasing in which they used made it so that they could ban a whole lot of other stuff that didn't have anything to do with bump stocks. Got it. So their goal was to get rid of bump stocks, but the way that they phrased it was like a sneaky way to take out a hell of a lot more. It said something about it, like all things, all accessories used in order to speed up how fast you can shoot a gun, which a bump stock would do, but what dictates how fast a gun shoots? My finger. Yeah. So who's so that gun doesn't shoot like three hundred bo 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 three hundred bo 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 three hundred bo bullets a a minute or something like that, like. There's a ridiculous number. It is. Yeah. But, but I'm saying, like, just me, like, how fast I can pull it is how fast I gun mm-hmm. shoots. So one conversation that I've had with my family before that they didn't know at all, and I truly, I sourced you, I credited you for my knowledge on this, mm-hmm. was the conversation between semi-automatic, automatic, and, what well, I don't want to say manual, because that's not the right term, but single fire. Bolt actions. Bolt actions. So that's basically a manual gun where it's one trigger pull, one bolt, one cock, reload, put the bullet back in, load it back up is a bolt action. Where my family thought that a semi-automatic meant one trigger, multiple bullets. And I – that is not correct at all whatsoever. Fully automatic is a one trigger, multiple bullets. Semi-automatic is one trigger, one bullet, but one a second trigger is another bullet. Yep. And then the difference is a bolt action is one bullet, cock, reload, and then you have to pull the trigger again. Yeah. So I think that's one of the things that a lot of people that don't know guns don't know. And another terminology thing that and a phrasing thing is one thing that I've noticed is that you've talked about and I've noticed among CNN through you talk, telling me about it is that the AR-15 is an overly used broad term. Can you go into that a little bit? So an AR-15 is typically a gun that shoots 5.56 and it is only in semi-automatic. It's English. <laughs> okay. So the, a, a 22 caliber gun is as you know super small. Like I don't know. Okay, but yeah, okay. thank you for explaining. <laughs> okay, so a twenty-two gun is like the gun that you give your eight-year-old son for him to go out and shoot a plate in the backyard or something. Like it's it it's something that might kill a squirrel or something, mm-hmm. but it's not something that you take down a deer with. You know, like it's, or a human or a human. I mean. If you hit the right if, spot, if you hit the right spot. Yes, but if I got shot with a twenty-two in the leg or something like that, like I'm, I'm gonna be okay. You'll be pissed, but you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 
So essentially what an AR-15 shoots for the most part is a 22 caliber bullet, but it's just really fast. So you've told me what an AR-15 is before. Explain. An Armalite. So AR stands for Armalite. An Armalite rifle. Cool. So you've told me that before, but one thing that my family and our friends had no idea about. They thought Sam they assault rifle. They, everyone that every, – I, I hate using liberal as slander, but uh, it's not slander in the way that I'm using it. But no. every liberal that I have talked to, most liberals that I have talked to have all thought that AR-15 stands for an assault rifle 15, and which is – Something that you've told me is a huge misunderstanding, and I have been a full advocate for what you've taught me before. Is like AR is Armalite. It's the manufacturer. It's a Nike. It's an Adidas. It is the manufacturer and not an assault rifle. So that's one thing that I really appreciate about having you as a friend and having you teach me all this stuff. But continue on with what you were saying before. I forgot what – so what was the ah, shit, I first question? It. Um, you want me to talk about terminology, terminology about different guns and the way media misconstrues, um, the way media has misconstrued the definition of guns, the, the types of guns and, and misconstrued the just overall terminology for guns. Okay. And whether it's media or other people, because I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I know that CNN is a rather left wing media source, but a little bit, a lot of it, <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, like one of my friends has told me, like, if I read an article that I don't necessarily agree with, I need to find the Republican article and I need to find a Democratic article and read both of them and gather and combine the knowledge and kind of figure out. Which are often too wildly different. Exactly. Like, they're exactly. not the same at all. So if you and, can and, find and the commonalities between are, them, yeah. you're like, all right, that's kind of the unbiased opinion when there's a commonality. But then you got to decide which side you're on. So can you kind of talk to I don't, the – I don't think you have to decide which side you're on. I think you have to see the facts in front of you and form your own opinion. And right. you don't have to be on this side or that side if you don't want to. You can see the facts and think, okay, this is what I understand from this and this is what I think. And then if somebody comes along and shows you why you might be wrong, but they're not an asshole about it, then you can form your opinions from there. And I don't – I hate how everybody's like, oh, I'm this or oh, I'm that. It's like everybody has an opinion but that that does not mean that you are stuck in your ways. That does not mean that you are confined to everything that they want and that makes me mad because I have some things on the right that I am with and some things on the left that I am with and I don't agree to just one side. So – yeah, th- and I think kind of I want to I want to pull Daniel into this conversation because one thing I've talked to my family about this um, before. I would love to have kind of not really change this conversation, but like take a tangent real quick. 
and ask both of you the question, what do you think about the polarization of our country's media in that if to, so in my opinion, it is totally felt like our generation and the generations that are coming after us and kind of the generation above us. I don't want to say millennials, Gen X, Gen Z, all that shit. Cause it, it's so, there's so many gray areas for it, but kind of what I want to ask both of you is what do you guys think of the media in its current state as in a relationship to public affairs where how they dictate how the American politics are swung? I'll let you go first, Daniel, because I know that you haven't really had much input. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't really understand what you're asking. So <laughs> basically what I viewed in this day and age is that kind of on touching on what Knox was saying a, couple, a minute ago was like everyone has to be over here. Everyone has to be over here. Why do you think that people are like that? And why do you think our country – do you think – all right, I'll start off first with do you think our country is overpolarized, that there's too much extremism on the left and a right side? Or do you – or in your experience, do you think there are a lot of centrist people with extremists on both sides that are just getting louder stages? Uh, okay. Um, so first of all, it's human nature for we're – social, we're social creatures, right? And so it's human nature for you to cling to a specific group and a certain group identity. And so you have your in-group. And so whether that's a millennial or you, whatever social group that you want to be found in, um, that's your in-group. And that's the – everything is ideally like positive about it. And then the out-group is the opposite side. And then there's more negative feelings towards that. It's just human nature. That's just the way we are as people. And so then it takes extra effort for us to be able to take opinions from the other side and not be so biased towards our own, like, in-group um, So you're saying we're lazy? No, that's human nature. That's normal. Got it. So that's normal. And so it takes extra, extra, extra effort to be able to, like, for me, I consider myself pretty liberal. I think Fox News is pretty ridiculous. So for me to be able to watch Fox News, even though I know this whole in-group, out-group thing, like, intellectually, like, I still watch Fox News and I think it's ridiculous. But do you watch CNN and think, like, oh, yeah, that's right? Or do you also see their faults and see, like, all right, that's that's a bit extreme? Or, or I definitely see that, too. I think that's because I, I'm not as... I'm not as liberal as that. I, I feel like I'm more realistic. Yeah. So sometimes... It's just not just. So, do you think you're more of a centrist? Sure. I don't really know. I still say I'm like pretty far to the left, but like I'm not. You're majority left, but you're like a cent. So, one thing that has been driving me nuts is that a lot of. Actually, no. So, I'll let you answer first and then I'll kind of go on that tangent. All right. I think with how the. TV is now and news and all that stuff. I believe it is trying to make an effort in order to create a divide amongst us that doesn't need to be there. And that I really don't think in the real world actually is there. Like, how often are you in public 
and you feel divided from somebody because they don't feel the same thing as you. And like stuff like I, oh, I, I can't wait to answer that. Okay, but 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 but, 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 but I'm saying like you see all this stuff online, and then all this stuff about how we're so separated, and like all that stuff, and then you go out in line, and I'm standing behind somebody who might be all, like like on to the left side, and like I don't care, like I don't feel separated from them and stuff like that, and. Oftentimes, everybody nowadays doesn't have the balls to actually say what they feel in person as opposed to online. So you don't even hear anything at all until you're on Facebook or something like that. So I think – I like that a lot. All right, cool. I also think it's very strange how when I was a kid, my mom and dad, they didn't want me to know who they voted for because they didn't want me to – like form an opinion based on them. They also, back in the day, it also wasn't a common thing for you to openly express who you <coughs> were for. And now it's <laughs> the guys in the Make America Great Again hat or the girl in the pink whatever the little thing is. Yeah, like everybody is so outspoken about what they believe in and it almost just feels like you really don't want to fight for what you believe in you just want to be heard so of course the the news media every everything that's good news is extreme right no one wants to see like this kid went that, to school yeah, that's and he got a b plus on his test and no one wants to see that on the news so everything is either extremely bad or extremely good and yeah. it's extremely like left or it's extremely right you don't see anyone says like yeah i kind of agree with both sides but so like, oh, I think. But well, back in the day, yeah. they also did have where you'd watch the news and you wouldn't like Walter you, Cronkite era. Like you know, like okay, he kind of leans a bit more right, but it wasn't like I am pro Trump. Everything he says is gospel. Totally. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I was watching CNN the other day, and the phrasing that the guy used said that Trump had said he was Trump first. And then they literally played a clip that said that was Trump saying, I'm America first. And they totally tried to spin it that Trump had said he was Trump first and Trump was making moves that he was Trump first. But I was like, that's a bit liberal extremist because Trump has never said he's Trump first. He's at least during his campaign and during his presidency. He's... I don't think he's said that he's Trump first. He's always been America first. And he's always been like make America great again. But when the when CNN comes online or comes on on live and goes, Trump said he was Trump first. And they show a clip that literally said the opposite of what they just showed. It's like, all right, you're literally pushing your opinion so much into the story that you're manipulating what people hear rather than saying – Trump said he was pro-America, but his actions speak otherwise. Here's why we think his actions speak otherwise. That's a completely different approach to than saying Trump, Trump, all Trump. But that won't work because in this day and age, everybody reads headlines. Oh, absolutely. They yeah. don't read the article attached. They don't find a source. They don't actually put in that effort to actually know that the facts that they are finding are true. So if you put online that that Trump did this thing bad, 
then everybody's like, oh my god, they did this thing back. Yeah. Oh, oh, but, fuck. but then like, you, you, you actually go in depth and read and find from 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 somewhere else that's not CNN or Fox News or something. You find it from somewhere else that says, like, actually, what he did had some other things that he, he was trying to do to make it not as bad, but they just took this small little part of it that just showed like, right, oh my like, god, he only cares about himself and he's a racist. And blah, blah. It's like, it's like I can't know. think of an exact policy, but it's like, Trump did this policy that's terrible for this, but they don't talk about, but it also did this, 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 and this that was good. Yeah. I mean, and granted, I am not pro-Trump in any way, shape, or form, and I don't okay. think any of us at this table are, but at the same time, I've I think a lot of people underestimate the pressure that a president is under. Um, changing subjects a little bit, going back to the polarization of our country, I do you think that Daniel touched on earlier that it was human nature to be this side or that side? Yes. And I said it was laziness. Do you think that laziness has laziness and entitlement in the generation that is being raised currently has any factor into the, oh, I'm just going to read the headline and not the whole article? No, I think that has to do with like social media. and It might be laziness, but it's almost ease. It's almost like what we're, what we've been raised with when it comes to the internet. It's not, um, it's not like back in the day we had newspapers, right? right. You had to get your news through the newspaper and you had to read the newspaper. But they still had headlines and articles. I understand, but it's a little it's a little different. It's not like a you don't have it access to it like twenty four seven, like all the time. Yeah. It was like you got it in the morning, you read it before breakfast, you went to work or whatever. Granted, we didn't do that, we were young. <laughs> um, but I mean honestly, I think it's laziness that comes with like the internet and like just having like constant access to it. Um, but yeah. Just because it's on the internet doesn't make it true. Doesn't mean it's true. I wanted to say something really good. I forgot what it was about that. Um, I'm really pissed. <laughs> let's try and refresh your memory. He said laziness and articles and reading papers and um, yeah, it's, um, it's okay. It's we gone. Can move on. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Um, oh, shit. Let's let's move back from this and go back to what we were talking about about the gun. Topic. Oh yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. So actually, we'll totally keep on this topic, kind of, but switch it back. So. It, we'll we'll <laughs> stay on the misleading interpretations, um, or misleading or misunderstanding representations. So, I want to know your opinion on the Second Amendment. And when was the last time that you read the Second Amendment? Last time I read it was this morning when you sent me the text that yeah. had it. All right. So defined. before before when I before I sent it to you, when was the last time you read it? I read it or I heard it. Read it. Read it for yourself, true to form, went online, looked up the Constitution, and read it. Probably say like at least like six months. Six months ago? Daniel, you? When was the last time you looked at the Second Amendment? Eighth grade. (laughs) (laughs) Straight up. I feel like the last time I looked at the Second Amendment was the last time I had a conversation about it over July 4th. But before that was a very long time ago. Yeah. So for a non-gun owner, hearing all the gun talk about the Second Amendment, what is – so for everyone that hasn't read it in a long time, 
The Second Amendment is this, nothing more, nothing less. It is a Article 2, Amendment 2, bearing arms, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right to the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. What is your opinion, Knox, on that statement? And how do you think the gun laws have changed or in or changed or potentially infringed on said amendment? I think it's already been infringed, in my opinion. But I don't think it's it's exactly in a bad way. I think if everything just goes to hell and all that stuff, then yeah, it'll be bad. But as far as a modern day society goes and the function of our country, I think it's okay. But if you want to get down to it, the entire point. Well, let's get down to, down to brass tacks. Let's see what you got. <laughs> okay. So the entire point of it is to, in case for some, some reason, a tyrannical government starts, the public can fight back against it. All right. That dude, the government has jet fighters, tanks, like and nuke bombs, and and, like, and you prove my point. Yes, yeah. exactly. Because oh, so okay. what the handgun's gonna do? You just proved my point is that it's already been infringed because they already have things that are loads and bounds more than what we are allowed to even own. Yeah, you're on the same page, but you're explaining it differently. Hang on, I'm trying to mediate this, but I don't know how because I don't know how to fix this. So, um, so, 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 I'm saying that you have proved my point right there. Is saying everybody is saying that with that we need to ban guns and like all that stuff. Okay, but you've already taken away all the things that are that we're supposed to have. So I'm supposed like so, by by this amendment, I am supposed to be allowed to own everything that the government owns. So wait, that's how wait, you can interpret you that again. So no, I don't think that's right. So no, 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 no. So that's one of the crazy things about this amendment. There's no more, no less to this statement. It is a well-regulated militia, a being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, pause before either of you respond to this. This was written in 1776 when all they had was single-load rifles was muzzle loading, it took you 30 to 45 seconds or a minute and a half to get another shot off after you pulled the trigger. And by the way, those bullets had no guarantee that they were going where your sight was lined at. Well, yeah, it's a ball. And it's a ball and that has like, and oh, fuck it. I'm and the hits. And, so, and, the, and the rifles didn't have a rifling to it. So right, the ball just like right. shot out of a straight so, tube. That's where the whole thing is. We've but, advanced technology so much in the past 200-something years that how are we supposed to judge what our technology currently is based on a 200-year-old rule that says keep up with the government when the government contain or what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? Shit. Um, when the government has the capabilities to drop a nuclear bomb that kills thousands upon thousands of people in an instant, but also costs millions and millions of dollars. So what, what is it that we've lost or 
is it necessary for any like if yours according to what you Knox are saying you want to be able to have a nuclear bomb at your disposal because you want to be able to keep up with the government I'm according to what Daniel is saying it's kind of like you want a nuclear bomb to keep up with the government like it's Am I right, or am I pushing no, it a little bit too far? Going pretty extreme. I, I'm trying to, but as it's written, if I'm going to according to Knox, I have to be that extremist because that's the way our country is right now. Because there are people in this country that are like, I want a fully automatic weapon so I can fight back against the government when they come after me. But there are those people that want that fully automatic weapon to fight back against the government. And there are people that want to legally acquire that fully automatic weapon for tyranny and terrorism. And that's where the whole gray area about this whole gun debate truly gets happen, truly gets mucked up. So let's go with that. Yeah. So I'll say right now that the entire point of this amendment is so that I can defend myself. Right. So... At no point does it say a musket. At no point does it say in the year of blah, blah, blah. It, 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 it says that I can make – that I can defend myself against a government that I do not agree with that tries to attack me in a sense. So, and, I, and I would completely agree with that. But the way it's written, a lot of people have been saying, well, then – a lot of people that are fighting the blowback on automatic weapons are like, nobody ever needs an automatic weapon. And then a lot of people like yourself are like, but the government has them. And if they come at me, I want to be able to protect myself. And it's a very legitimate argument where people always want to be able to protect themselves. But at what extent does human nature need an, an a fully automatic weapon. But here's also where I go back to at the start of this when I said that there's a difference between if everybody in the world was exactly like me yeah, and I know that everybody in the world is not like me. So if everybody in the world is exactly like me, then yes, if you want to buy a full auto gun, you shouldn't have to go through all this extra stuff and time and Payments like so. If I buy an AR-15, and it's but you like you do own, well, you own one, right? Yes, I yeah. So if I get like a good one, like it's it, it's not top of the line, but it's a good one. I'd say like average about like a thousand dollars. If I want to buy a full auto gun, a cheap one that doesn't count all the fees that it takes to apply for one and go through all the background. So there's a different application process for a fully automatic gun. Yes. Yes. Cool. And I don't think a lot of people know that. And a full auto gun, a cheap one probably costs around $15,000. Holy shit. So you are not going to just find an average guy that just has a full auto gun. If he has a full auto gun, that has been a huge investment in not only time, but like everything. Yeah. So the fear of everybody that has a full auto gun and blah, 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 and all this stuff, it's, it, it's not real because the people that do have a full auto gun are not the pe- people who are doing things 
or okay, I'll say the people that have gotten a full auto gun the right way, yeah, are not the ones that are doing things like an attack or a mass shooting or something like that. Obviously, I can't speak for everybody. I don't know everybody. But for the most part, if you're willing to spend fifteen thousand bucks for a cheap full auto gun, you're probably not going to go and just waste that to go and shoot up a school. Legally, you're correct. So, or you could go through the black market and do everything right. and that's I think already that's- against the law. So even if we put more laws in place, that wouldn't like they already broke all the laws to get to this point in the first place. And I think that's what sensible gun owners like yourself are frustrated about that people that have bought guns illegally and used them and gone out and done terrorist acts, sensible gun owners are like, why are you going to punish me for what something somebody else did illegally? Like make it, why are you going to make it harder for me to do something I'm not going to do when someone did, someone else broke the rules to do it. It wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. So, Daniel, what's your take on all this? What's the pandemic? Good shit, bro. <laughs> but, so, to put it in, like, non-gun terms, and I know that it's not the same, but, so that would be, like, if you hit somebody with a car. Yeah, that's and, the, that's the yeah. best example that I can think of. Yeah. So, I love this example. So, so, if you hit somebody with a car and they died and then it's like oh well we can't have cars now yeah it's like but but i don't speed i like i follow all the rules and, and all that says, stuff says the guy that got a, <laughs> this is a hypothetical situation says the guy that got a speeding ticket two weeks ago <laughs> i also ran a red light and got a ticket a couple weeks ago but I, it's just funny but, hypothetical but so i'm saying i follow all the rules i do everything right but now because somebody I, I don't know hits somebody else that I don't know, just because they use the same thing as me that I happen to own, now I have everything stripped from me. There was a big accident on Bayshore mm-hmm. when that guy was speeding and hit the mother and child and both died. Yep. They reduced the speed limit. Yeah. And – go on. And are you guys – like I feel like that's probably like a good idea. So what would, I don't. So so what would be in gun terms? You, what would be your answer for that? Hang on, well, I don't know. It's just another like, I like wanna, something bad happened. Oh, I have a major opinion on this one. Go on. Something bad happened, and so they're taking steps to try to reduce that. I don't think that's an issue with that. So, do you know the full story? Do you know how fast going. the guy was going? Yeah. Do you know how fast was he going? Really fast. How fast was he going? Dude, don't he was going with me. All right. All right. So but, I have a, but, but here's the here's the exact he issue with broke gun. the speed limit. Yeah. yeah. So, so he already broke the law. Yeah. So how is reducing the speed limit going to help anybody else? So for those that don't know the Tampa Bay area, there is a road in Tampa called Bayshore Boulevard. The speed limit on Bayshore Boulevard used to be 40 miles an hour. Since this incident, it has been lowered to 35 miles an hour. The incident report, and I have a friend that's an officer that has told me everything that has been released to the public. Um, he has told me everything that I was too lazy to read in an article, but he's told me everything. So he said the report was 
the driver was going hundred between 100 and 110 miles an hour, struck a pedestrian in a crosswalk. And I asked him, do you think reducing the speed limit does anything? And his response was, absolutely not. If this person was willing to go 60 to 60, 60 to 70 miles an hour over the speed limit, reducing the speed limit by five miles an hour does absolutely nothing except piss off everybody else that has been driving on this road for nearly their entire life or even for a couple of weeks. So for me, as a regular law-abiding driver, most of the time, as a regular law-abiding driver on Bayshore that usually goes 40 miles an hour or around that, I admit I speed a couple times. Sometimes 50. <laughs> sometimes 45, sometimes 47. I've gotten enough speeding tickets to really slow down. But um, Lies. Don't lie on your podcast. I'm not lying. I don't go above 13 miles an hour over the speed, speed limit anymore. That's speeding. It is speeding. But it's the gray area that I'm willing to risk my liability for. Zach just makes his own rules when it comes to speeding, I guess. <laughs> I do. Um, it's also Florida. No, but it's, uh, <laughs> Florida drivers are terrible. But it, um, it goes to the fact where Knox is talking about fully automatic weapons, where if someone else is going to go buy a fully automatic weapon illegally, why should someone who's bought a fully automatic weapon fully legally uses it for target practice and blowing up refrigerators or whatever they decided to go do having in their fun. backyard? Or and having fun. Uh, but you, the government. you never know. But exactly. Like, what is the government's right to say someone that has nothing to do with what you are doing did something bad illegally and we're going to take away your legal right to do that? Where is that line that says that's okay and not okay? Are you done? Yes. Right. So I think, if anything... First of all, it's the government's job. The government's job is to protect us, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's what they're trying to do. It might not work all the time, but like this is their, this is their, they've talked about it and this is like what they're trying to do to help us. And yes, like that guy was still breaking the law and yes, he was still going like super fast, blah, blah, blah. But like, is your life really impeded? Is, is your life so much more miserable now that you still go, that you reduce your speed limit five miles an hour on this one road? If anything, it's yes, just. But also, f- is it really? No, but but so I'm no. saying, but I'm saying that that change and the changes that they're trying to make for gun laws are two different extremes. Yeah, yeah totally. So then, that's what but, I'm saying. It's kind of hard to like. But cars, guns, cars. But guns. we're saying. But the correlation, it, but I think the correlation of the background is the same. It's like if someone does an extreme illegally, why is your legal right? Reduced. Well, so, but so all these big media shootings, I'm not sure if you guys know, let me know. But like of all those big, how many of those people acquired their guns legally? Almost, um, uh, Victor Cruz at the Parkland shooting acquired his guns legally. But he had it taken away. Then his father got it back and then he took it from his father. And then his, both his parents died. Both his parents I, were dead. I heard he was living with another family. I heard that and keeping he, his guns in a safe in their house and his and the his family friends that were taking his father died when he was very his mother died when he was very young and his father died when he was in his teens. Okay, I I heard that 
that hey, they, Daniel, look that up. I heard that. Look it up. Look up um, more about Victor Cruz's family. Because I, I know for a fact his the family that he was living with at the time kept a gun safe out of his room that of guns that he acquired legally because he was 19 years old and legally purchased guns, went to a store, background check and everything, purchased guns, brought them home, and put them in his safe. I know that for a fact. I'm a little hazy on when his mother and father passed away. I know that his mother passed away. I'm not sure that his father passed away, but I know for a fact that neither of them are in the picture anymore. The AR-15 rifle used in the attack was purchased legally at Sunrise Tactical Supply in Florida, according to the federal law enforcement official. Is that the only information that they have? Oh, that's one source. What's what's the source on that? Uh, Times. Which Times? New York Times. Yeah. The New York Times? Well, there's the Tampa Bay Times, there's the... There's a bunch of different times. You gotta let the listeners know, man. Come on. The Times is New York Times. So it's the guns that Victor Cruz purchased were legal. And that, so one question that our buddy Trevor had for you was do you think there's a correlation between gun laws and school shootings or school or shootings in general? Because our buddy Trevor was in Vegas during the shooting. And I am a um, counselor and chaperone for youth group events around Florida that I know kids that go to Emmett that went to Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. I have friends that graduated from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. It's uh, there are a lot of people that are affected by these things. And do you think there's a correlation between these laws and shootings in general? Because the, the Vegas shooting guns were purchased legally as well. Yeah. I mean, if I want to get down to it, or if I want to be an asshole about it, do I think that there's a correlation? There might be, but there's also a correlation, a, 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 a correlation of ice cream sales and murder rates. Psychology. So, so, wait, so hang on. So, so on, on that, so I'm, I'm gonna, that, I'm gonna that 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 there might be a correlation, but correlation also does not mean causation. Thank you. That's that's what I was about to yes. say. That's so, one of my so quotes. if I want to be an asshole about it, I can use that and say that. But I know what he's trying to say. Yeah. So, do I think that gun laws will affect school shootings and stuff like that? I'm sure it possibly could, but then you also have to think back to back in the day when they would teach gun safety in school. They'd have guns in school, and schools weren't being shot up. And if they were, it obviously wasn't being spread around through the internet and stuff like that as fast, so it wasn't really heard of. But I don't really know. I think I might be wrong, but I think that that Columbine was like the very first like it was big a, time it was the first, Yeah, shooting. it was the first yeah. big one. But in human history before that, guns still existed. Right. And I love that you brought that up because I really want to point that out and say, yes, going back to the Second Amendment discussion that we had a couple minutes ago is guns still existed. Guns have existed for a very long time, for nearly two, 250 years now. Mm-hmm. But the technology in guns has advanced so much that we now have fully automatic weapons, semi-automatic weapons and bolt action rifles. Those are very different than muzzle loading muskets. And when you I, – I am a big proponent of what's changed 
why is it so different that when our parents were kids, there was no shootings, and now all of a sudden it's a big deal? I think it's personally it's a growth in technology and a growth in population that's causing it. That the I've got a whole conspiracy theorist behind it. I go a little crazy on that. But kind of rewinding back to my main point was, do you, the whole idea behind it is, do you think that now there, so one thing, one stat that I kind of want to base this question on, I'll have Daniel look up how many guns are in America registered and how many Q and how, what's the population of America. So as, like I, as I have for every person or something like that. Right. Really. So if that, if that kind of generalized data of five guns for every person, which might not be right. I'm just right. That's, Whenever that's, Daniel that's pulls it up, he'll tell us. So my, that's the number I've heard as well, or something similar to that. Yeah. If there are so many more guns than there are people, do you not think that that contributes to part of the reason that we've had so many more um, incidents with guns, have we though? We, I, I, I believe that we because have. But it's crime rates have been going down every single year. Crime rates, but gun crime rates have been going down every single year. Gun crime rates, right? But a gun crime rate doesn't change the lethality of a single crime. So if a single crime kills fifty people, that's still one crime. But if thirty crimes kill two people. That's 30 crimes that are killing two people. The deaths, the, like you said earlier, correlation isn't causation. So you can, the deaths per capita of these murders or of these crime rates of whatever they may be, a drive-by shooting or a, or a, a aggravated assault gone wrong or whatever they may be. Do you think that the gun access that we now have in America is an issue that contributes to the because I I, I, I I know that the facts are there, that the crime rate has gone down. But do you think that the crime rate has gone down because the incidents have gotten significantly worse? Or do you think the crime rate has gone down because the incidents are significantly harder to do? I think the crime rate has gone down because there's not as much crime. Like, the, but, the, the, but, but that's the, the thing. I, what I'm asking, though, are the crimes bigger? Or are I they... Think, I th- I think there have certainly been some incidents that have been huge. Have you, yeah. right. And there's not anything that can be said about that that can make things better in a sense. And there's not an answer for it. Like we don't know what goes through their mind when they do it. We don't know if it's something to do with our modern day or technology, like, like all that stuff. We don't know. And right. so, I'm just asking your opinion. What do you think it is? I don't think that I, – I don't think it's becoming more of an issue. I think it's becoming spread easier. Mm-hmm. So when something happened back in the day, you didn't really hear about it until it became this gigantic huge yeah. story that the entire world knows. Whereas now if and there's one on. small thing that happened in Arkansas, then, then someone in in, in some other state, we'll, we'll, we'll know or, right as it happens. Or even China. Yeah. Like, that's so, kind of what Daniel said earlier about the ease of access of information, where it used to be you sit down, you read the newspaper, and that's all you got. Mm-hmm. Like, you had nothing more, nothing less. That was what you got. And now, with the internet, you we literally have unlimited access. So let's go back to Daniel. What is the 
gun to human population of America. So as of 2017, there's 325.7 and rising million people in the United States. And then according to the BBC, um, it's estimated that 270 million people in the U.S. have guns. And that's not, that's just like one gun in an estimate. And then another uh, Politico fact or whatever. That's a gun owner. That's not... Yeah, that's a gun owner. That's not guns. That that doesn't mean... Like, I have nine guns. So that means that me alone makes up for nine of us that don't have guns. Yeah, so it's just... So... Um, And then... There was an estimated 89 to 100 guns for every 100 Americans in 2013. So around one firearm per person. So That was 2013, though. Yeah. That's five years ago. So we don't know what that number is now in 2018. Yeah. I don't know if it's changed. I don't know that it – yeah, I don't think that it's, that's enough time to go yeah. drastically, but I do know that that's a lot of time to grow exponentially. But so I wanted to ask you, you said that it's advancements in technology in, in, in tech and like all that stuff. What, what, when do you think the AR-15 was first invented? I have no clue. I'm assuming – Honestly, based on our conversation, I'm assuming the um, 19th century, like middle of the 1800s, late 1800s. The AR-15? Yeah. Like with the same technology in the gun now, 1800s? 19th century, late, late yeah. Well, I'm probably like World, War, like, like World War like World War I. Sorry, early 20th century, like, <laughs> 19, like <laughs> or that's why I said late 19th century, like 1890s. Um, yeah. So what do you think it is? I don't know. 1920s or something like that? Okay. The very first AR-15 that was sold was in 1959, which is when our Damn. mom and dads were kids or mm-hmm. and stuff. So why is it just now becoming an issue? Man, uh, all right. So that's, that's a... Great fucking question. How many are sold? How many? Are what? Sold? Yeah, can you Actually, look up the, that? Can that, you that, that, that year? But that's also not not, not the first the, the not the first the not the first semi-auto gun. That's just the first Colt so, AR-15. The first semi-auto handgun was sold in 1885. Yeah, so late 20th, late so, 19th century. So yeah. so I know that things get more get better over time and stuff like that but why was this not an issue from 1885 so that's, I, I have a great to answer like to this 2013 so in that Daniel, gap look up gun sales since the invention of the first semi-automatic gun if you can because i think that the exponential growth of technology think of all right so think about this in a completely uh, i mean not unrelated but Cell phones. Cell phones were invented in the late eighteen or sorry, late nineteen seventies, early nineteen eighties. My dad had a brick cell phone in the middle of the nineteen eighties. And then all of a sudden, when we were in middle school in the early two thousands, we started getting cell phones and then it turned into only a couple kids in our grade having cell phones to literally middle schoolers now. Every single one of them has a cell phone. Yep. So I think that that kind of answers your question as to why is it becoming a problem now? 
And I think it's because of that ease of access. Because there are so many that have been made. But it's but it's harder to get a gun now than it is back then. Is it though? Because it well, hang, on, hang 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 on. Hang on. I, you say that, but my question is, it's harder to get a gun now legally. That's the big issue. It's, I completely agree that it's a hundred, that it's so much harder to get a gun now legally than it was back in the day. But there's that whole illegal side to it that go to the black market, pick up a gun for a couple hundred bucks. There's that whole side to it that adds to the whole, maybe that's why it's easier. But then you go back to the statistic, the Vegas gun was bought legally. Victor Cruz in Parkland bought his gun legally. So how do those two correlate into other mass shootings? Like there was literally just a shooting in Jacksonville last weekend. Like what is it about our culture now that is it because we have more guns or is it because people are more insane or what is it? Is it mental instability? Like, is it a gun debate or is it a mental stability debate? Because that's one thing that I've struggled with. If, that, if you ask me, I personally think that it's the human and it's their I would mostly agree with that as well. being able to handle things a proper way as opposed to just finding a gun trying to kill everybody. That's, that's me just because I know that guns have always been there. But this is starting from what's being shown. This is starting to become more and more of an issue. So what is – guns have been a constant. What's been the independent like in all, yeah. all, all, all this? And I personally think as from like our last podcast that like the young kids in our age and stuff like that are not the same as our parents. Oh, I, and I don't think the young kids that are – they were our age six years ago. I think that, I mean, I coach high school now, like the 18 and 15 and 16 year olds that I coach now are completely different than when I was. And when, when we were 15 and 16 years old. So I think that in this time, the guns have been a constant. So if they've been constant, then you would think that because they're there, the results would be a constant, but there's something else in there. And that's the issue that we have. And we don't have an answer to because we don't know what, what else is there that is causing this issue. And that's why this isn't why this debate is almost in like one side can't win because both sides have excellent points. Both sides say everything right, but there's not an answer because there's not a cause yet. We, we don't know what is causing – like what would go through somebody's mind to go and shoot up a school or a theater or an event. Nobody knows what is going through their mind. Nobody knows what causes that. Is it exposure to being online Is it and seeing all these things? Is it exposure to all these games where you shoot everybody up and stuff like that? Right. Is it now that kids have more access and they get – and they can be called names online and they feel all bad about themselves. Is it something to do with all the all the all the prescription things that they take each day and then they don't 
take them now their mind's even more screwed up and yeah. then they just have a break. There's no way to know and we haven't been able to centralize it down to one specific issue, which is why it's so frustrating when everybody is like, it's the gun, we have to ban all these guns and all that stuff. It's like the guns have been constant over time. The but gun just, is hang not. On, hang on, hang on. Didn't we just discuss that there's been an exponential growth in technology about guns? Since 1956? What has been... What has grown since then? Technology and ease of fire and so we have, of fire and rate So of now fire. we have a red dot site. Okay. So now we have a cool angle... Like, like, there have been advancements, but it's not like, oh, I gained 15... <laughs> killing points because I put this on my gun. It's like either you point the gun and you shoot and you fire or you don't. It's not... I I, I don't understand what, what tech has been involved to help us or to help somebody kill more in a sense. So the number of guns manufactured in the U.S. has nearly doubled in just a few short years from nearly 5.5 million in 2010. To nearly, to nearly 10.9 million in 2013. The overwhelming majority of these guns stay on U.S. soil, 400 are exported. And then, but what's interesting is that the gun-owning households have declined to only 31% in 2014. Which okay. is another interesting factor that we haven't touched on yet, because I've also heard that before, where even though there are more and more guns, there are less and less gun owners. And it's, it brings me to the question of if people are still acquiring legal guns and doing bad things with them, and people are still acquiring illegal guns and doing bad things with them. It, I had this whole talk in economics today in class about value and GDP and all sorts of people want to put a value to things that just don't have reason for their value. So it's going to be a kind of a whole roundabout the way I'm going to describe this. But one of the discussions we had in class today was the GDP includes if Daniel goes to the grocery store and he buys six pounds of turkey and comes home and cooks that six pounds of turkey. It's a lot of turkey. <laughs> when he cooks that six pounds of turkey, that is not contributing to the GDP. If Daniel somebody else cook it for him. Exactly. Yeah. If Daniel goes out to a restaurant, buys six pounds of turkey from a chef, that purchase of food goes into the GDP. So in a gun standpoint, if you go out and buy can you stop pushing on the table? I think it's gonna be affecting the mic. Um <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your mic. Um, I, it's like if 30 people go out and buy a gun, but 60 people or 30 people don't go out and buy a gun, but those 30 people that or 20 people don't go out and buy a gun, and those 30 people that went out and bought a gun buy 30 guns. It's a very expensive day. Right. But <laughs> how does that affect the rate of crime or ownership or this, that, and the other? Like, what are all these factors and how do we eva evaluate all of these different factors that 
haven't even been tried to be measured before. So if there's less gun owners, that means that there's less chances of somebody that shouldn't have a gun. Correct. So legally, legally, this is all legally. I always assume it's like right. It goes with the law. So if I buy fifty guns and I own fifty guns, if I don't ever break a law, I'm it. Each gun I buy does not make me more and more and more likely to break the law or right. do something against the law. So if there's less gun owners, tech te- technically there should be less crime because there's less people with guns in their hand. Legally. Yeah. And then it also says uh, a rapid climb in background checks as well. So it's from in 2000, there were 8.5 million. And then in 2015, 23 million. Which would make sense if there's more gun sales, there's going to be more background checks. Yeah. Right. What was that number though that you said earlier? What increased when something decreased? Gun sales increased, but gun households decreased. But gun ownership. Gun owning households. Right. What? So that's an interesting thing because. But that could also be. But hang on. If a guy that likes guns and a girl that likes guns are in two separate houses and they get married. Right. And that becomes a one household with there's, just a lot of guns. There's yeah. so many factors. There's yeah, so, so many factors. So, I mean, but, as but, a whole... But my, yes, I but. think my big question is, if... What... If the crime rate's going down, I think my big question is, even though the crime rate's going... Crime rate, not weight. Whoops. Um, if the crime... If the crime rate... <laughs> if the crime rate is going down, is but the gun that means I would assume that that means the gun violence rate is going down as well. But with like we talked about earlier, if the ease of access of information is going up, does that mean that we're finding out about more? Are guns becoming more deadly, or is it strictly that we're finding out about it more? Because that's an interesting – can you look that up? Have the – it's hard to word this question. What, I, what I'm trying to ask I think is even though crime rate has gone down, has the mass shooting rate gone up? Can you look that up potentially? Maybe. Because I, I think that's a very interesting question because if the mass shooting rate has gone up, it goes back to Knox's question that he asked earlier. The guns have been constant. There's been a constant increase of gun sales, but then it goes back to the, the constant decrease of household ownership. So why is it if the crimes there's have gone down? There's also a constant decrease of crime in America. Right. If the constant decrease, if there's a constant decrease in crime, a constant increase in gun sales, and a constant decrease in household ownership, why is it that we're now hearing more? about mass shootings and has that rate gone up? Has it stayed constant? Has the rate of information changed? What are these factors that we are trying to evaluate? I think it's ease of information access. Yeah, I think it's I think I think when it comes down to it, it's the internet and media about like everything. Mm-hmm. About dividing our country, about guns, like I've said, like the whole extreme thing, what like good news is and bad news and I think it's that. Granted I'm an advocate for. I don't even know what I'm an advocate for. Fuck. <laughs> I'm an advocate for 
just wanting to be safe, right? And there was a time when I watched, there was like a release video footage of the Columbine shooting. I watched it. Mm-hmm. Shit's super fucked up. Yeah. You guys seen it? Yeah, I've I have. So, fucked up, shit. so yeah. fucked up. Like the people are like laughing and like killing people. And like, it's really, it really like fucked me up. And I, that's when I took my concealed carry class. Mm-hmm. I told you guys about it in Denver. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, like that was really fucked up. I kind of want to like defend myself. Like if that shit, cause you never know the fucking world's crazy. So you never know when someone might do something stupid, regardless of how they got their guns or which yeah. one of run people over yeah. with cars, whatever. And so like, I was like, shit, maybe like I didn't need to do this. And so I went to that class, like learned and like taught myself and everything and went and like shot some guns and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed learning about it. I learned all that stuff. But when it came down to it, I still didn't feel safe having a gun in my own house, even though I felt like I could handle it fine. Like I don't think I was going to shoot anyone or myself, yeah. but I still didn't feel comfortable with it enough. And so I didn't get a gun. Simple as that. I don't care if Knox has guns. It does make me a little uncomfortable if there were like guns in my house 24 seven, like all the time. But that's just like, that's my thing. Yeah. And so then I'm going to plan my life around that and everything's fine. And I also do think that that is a matter of exposure because when you're, I, I was not raised around guns. I, my mom is big on, she supports guns, but she's not big on owning guns and, and stuff. But that's just because that's not what she likes. That's, that's yeah. just not her thing. She wanted to, when she saw, when I was like 13 or something like that, and I started to like get a spark and I just like wanted to get into it and stuff like that. She like wanted to kind of get involved and like, I don't know if that was actually her trying to go back to her roots and what she was raised with, or if that was just like, she wanted to be someone involved in something better sunlight. So I don't know, but I wasn't raised around guns. And I will admit when I first started to get around them, I'd be like, like, Whoa, like that's a bit scary. Mm-hmm. But then like now, like I have a gun in my nightstand. Like I don't give a fuck. Like I know it's there and I know it's there to, help me or save me if something were to ever happen. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I think about like, Oh my God, there's kind of a nightstand or, yeah. or, or, or like something like uh, when you're exposed to it and, and it becomes a part of your life, it doesn't start to stand out anymore. And I think as long as you are, are responsible with everything you do involving them and you form good habits and guns, safety and stuff like that shouldn't ever be an issue yeah so it's happened just in general that's what scares me so not mm, there are freak things in the world but but there are freak things about everything exactly so when you practice good habits like that that is my thing I, i don't care if i know a gun is empty every time I pick up a gun. I take out the mag, I cock the slide back, and I just check. Mm-hmm. I might know for a one hundred percent chance that it is empty, but I do it every time because I'm forming a habit and I'm seeing that it's empty. And then now I'm free to do whatever I want with this gun. I don't ever point a gun at somebody else. I don't ever point a gun at me. I don't ever point a gun at anything I don't want to destroy. Yeah, and it's all about forming habits. And when things like accidents happen, it's like, what was that accident? Okay, it was my son found my gun in my nightstand and then – like that is not being responsible. 
That is not exactly an accident. And some things, yes, are just, you couldn't have done anything to stop it. Like I shoot at a target and a part of the bullet hits back and it hits me in the leg. And I shot myself in the leg. But if you are responsible with things and you do things the way that you're supposed to, you're going to avoid accidents. Yeah, but like it's let's go back to the car example, right? Because cars are like perfect analogy to guns, right? They're not. But, but like you're driving around, you're following all the rules, and you still get t-boned. Yeah, like accidents happen. Like it's not your fault. Yeah. Okay, but but at what point? But so my my but thing in the gun world, at what but point? But hang is on, that that's possible? a hang on. Yeah, no, that's a very bad example. No, my can, hang on, and I know I know your point. I'll let you finish, and then I'll rebuttal. Go on. <laughs> All right, this is going to be the last thing I need to say because I'm going to dip out of here. Um, the whole point of it is that, like, yeah, there's so many ways that you can get, like, hurt. And, like, there's so many ways that you can – there are accidents can happen. But just by, like, wearing your seatbelt, if there's ways for you to avoid accidents, then why don't you? So, like, for me – That's – but but that those habits – that I form are a seatbelt and an airbag and everything. Totally. Like, I do everything I can to avoid making a mistake. Yeah. And, and so, dude, I totally trust your confidence and, like, I would trust you to have a gun, like, 100%. But accidents are accidents. That's, like, that's like what the definition of an accident just kind of happens. Yeah, but if you're never put in the situation for an accident to happen in the first place then an accident can't happen. I think we can talk in circles about that forever. Is there anything else that you wanted to ask me about guns? I know that you had something written down. Um, Nah, I think we're pretty good uh, on this one. I think we can have it a couple. I think this debate can go on and we'll have plenty more conversations with this. This thing can go on forever and it has been going on forever. So, yeah. But, hey man, you want to go... Play some Smash Brothers? Sure, I'm done. Oh, thank you. Yay!